you're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast, everybody. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Fan Weekly. Fight Fan Weekly. So, got some stuff for you to talk about here. <laughs> First up, we're going to be talking about Kobe Covington's alleged alter ego. Okay, so you know what the bid on this on this is? Yeah, so he's been playing like the hard ass bad guy basically, and it turns out that none of it is actually true. The heart of gold. No, but you know the backstory to it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm under the impression that he was mildly popular as a UFC fighter, mildly being strong. He was probably going to be cut, and then he started talking shit like crazy as a opportunity to promote himself, which worked. And that's about all I know. So, the story as it is told uh, from from my point of view or from what I've seen is that Colby was have was fighting um, Damian Maya in Brazil, mm-hmm. and he got wind through his manager, I believe, that the UFC was going to cut him because mm-hmm. they didn't think he was marketable because he didn't talk, he didn't he just didn't have any fans really. Like yeah. nobody yeah. knew who he was. But he's really good. He's top five guy or top ten guy, and he found out. So he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to talk incredible amounts of shit. And after he won, I think he called all Brazilians filthy animals. Ooh. And just started going hard in the paint. So That is an intense first step. There is no going back yeah. to that. Well, if you, from my perspective, how I looked at it was this guy dedicated his whole life to this sport. He got to the top, and he's trying to be like a normal guy. And they're like, yeah, we know you're really good. We know you beat everyone, but you're fired. Yeah. And he's like, well, fuck. What do I have to lose at this point? So he just went went for what he thought was the best move. And now that he's one of the most popular guys in the UFC, they were asking him, and he basically said, his version of what he said is that I don't – it's not that I'm making up a a fake personality. It's my personality, but I just turn it up to 11. Okay. So he's saying, like, you know, whereas beforehand I wouldn't – you know, if somebody asked me my opinion on something, I wouldn't give him my honest opinion because I was afraid of what the fans would say or what the UFC would think of me or what the – you know, I would look be looked at like a jerk or whatever. And now he's saying – there's no filter. I'm just saying exactly what's on my mind. It doesn't run through anything. Okay. So I thought it was interesting that he decided to say that a week before the fight. Yeah. Um, because he'd been saying it's never, he never really came out and pulled the curtain back on this before. And we've heard rumors that a lot of people have said he's like the nicest guy behind camera, but I just interested to see what you think about that entire situation. I'm very conflicted as to what the end game is here. Because if you think about it, this is a guy who for the past... Well, when was that? Do you remember? A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago? All right. So for the past couple of years, he's been playing basically mind games with everyone for the sake of his career successfully. If all this is to be true. Mm-hmm. It Why- seems that way. seems that way. Why now? Is he so confident that he no longer needs that personality to continue to be successful which may be true so maybe this is his way of shedding that concept of himself 
That's what that's what I'm thinking because why why now? Why would he suddenly let that go? If I had Especially this is probably one of his biggest fights. It is his biggest fight. Yeah. If I well, yeah, it's his biggest fight today. But if I had if I had to guess because Miro said, you know, it's it was come out a couple times this might be the case. Yeah. I think that's been coming up more and more because, uh, like, Rogan has talked about it, Brendan Schaub has talked about it, how, like, this kid is not like this in real life. Yeah. He's really a nice guy. And it's like, how many times can you say, like, no, I'm really mean, <laughs> before you're just like, yeah, whatever, yeah, dude. That, like, there is some merit to it. And it, it's almost like it's becoming too much for me to have to answer these. So I'll give you a bone. I'll say that, yes, I'm not really like this all the time, but I'm not faking it. I'm just turning my personality up, okay? Because I'm an entertainer, so it's it's ba- he's not saying, "Hey, I'm I'm fucking Bob Hope over here." <laughs> like he's saying that. What does Bob Hope sound like? <laughs> yeah, he's saying basically that nobody's gonna know who Bob Hope is that watches this. <laughs> he's saying basically, I'm not putting on an act, but I am putting on an act. Yeah, so it's not. He's not doubling down, but he's not denying it. Yeah, he's it's almost like a, a comfortable middle ground where he's like, "This is me, just an exaggerated." And thing. he also told the truth. He said, "Before the Damian Maya fight, I was going to get cut, yeah. so I just said, fuck everybody.'" Yeah, which is which is kind of true. And at the same time, he gets to take a little bit of that pressure off of him of trying to keep this charade up, where where I think that might be his way of getting people to stop asking him about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to ask him leading up right now, like, what was it, you know, all that. But I think after that, it's going to kind of be like, all right, this is Kobe's deal. You know, he likes to chalk things up for the fight. He's really not a dick, but he comes off as a dick. Yeah. Um, Usman was saying that he was doing it because, and again, talking shit, um, that he's trying to take pressure off of himself so people feel bad for him if he loses. Uh, I don't think he has that worry. No, I don't think so either. No. I don't think so either. Not that I think he's – I'm 100% confident he's going to win, but I don't think he has that fear of if I lose, people are going to – No, because people already hate him. People already hate him. And What's the difference? And he's not – in most people's eyes, I'd say most people want Colby to lose. So he has, I think, less pressure. When you're not supposed to win or when nobody wants you to win – you have less pressure. Yeah. For mo- for the most part. But if everyone wants you to win and oh, you God. feel like if you lose you're letting people down. Oh god. That's more pressure. High school flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. And then imagine that the guy that you're going to wrestle going to say high school has talked so much shit to to a off the charts level and you're like what if I lose? He talked this much shit before we even had our match. What if I lose? Now? What if I lose embarrassingly? Yeah. What if I get knocked out? If I get choked out? Ooh, you know what's interesting? Mm. This is going to air. We are recording this Saturday afternoon before oh, yeah. the fights. This is going to air after Kobe yeah. either wins or loses. It's true. I'm going to be very interested to see what the following week is going to be like. Yeah. So if we're not bringing up any of that stuff, that's because this is pre-recorded and we haven't seen it yet. So your final thoughts on this for the haters. I just want you to answer a question for people that don't like and for also people that do like Colby Covington. Okay. 
if you are his conscience or his life coach or whatever, do you give him the advice to do this? Or do you think it's a good idea that he did this? As f- no, no. I'm saying from the Damian Maya fight to now. Um, I think the strategy worked from purely a business sense. It was fucking genius. Morally speaking, I have some qualms against looking at everyone in Mexico and say you're a bunch of filthy Brazil. Dogs. Brazil, sorry, excuse me. It's nice that you think that about Mexicans, though. That's real good. <laughs> Great, we're going to go downhill real fast. Um, I don't think you can look at a bunch of Brazilians and say I think you're a bunch of filthy animals or filthy dogs, whatever you said, for the yeah. sake of your own career. I get why he did it. I understand it was probably necessary and successful, but there are moral objections to it. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'd put it that way. When you remember we were talking about before about going all in. Yeah. Where if you go in halfway, it's almost worse sometimes. Yeah. Doing that to me is pretty clear when you look back at it in hindsight that it's it's clearly not meant to be like this is how I really feel. It's meant to be like a ha ha ha. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So when it it's the intent, right? The intent is what matters to most people in hindsight. In the moment, it doesn't matter to a lot of people. It's not the intent. It's what's going on. But in hindsight, a lot of times you look back, it's it's the intent. It's the intent, yeah. The intent was not to actually say, this is how I feel about Brazilians. The intent was, everyone look at me. I'm here. I'm trying to piss you off. Yeah. So Which, which worked. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I would. I would. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens after this weekend. Yikes! Jose Aldo's weight cut. I have not heard anything about this, so enlighten me, Yikes. sir. Okay, so Jose Aldo would have some problems getting down to uh, to one forty five. Sometimes he'd always look really sunken in. You know what? I think I have heard about this. Didn't he weigh? Or he was talking about his weight earlier in the week, and it was like way high yeah it's just do me a favor uh google um jose aldo weight cut i am doing so just hit images okay now go to most recent ones and how do just go to tools this is great uh (laughs) for the podcast uh go to time and uh, type uh, past 24 hours. Okay. Okay. So just click on the image of him to the left. One more. Okay. That's 245. Uh, he doesn't look terrible. Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. This is the, this is the weigh-in, weigh-ins. This isn't... No, 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 no. You got you to gotta go to like the actual weigh-ins. I don't know what that means. So they do they do weigh-ins in the morning. Yeah. And then for these, everyone comes out now. It's an event. Yeah. They just step on the scale and they read off what their weight was. So this so the weigh-ins. So he's at, he's hydrated here clearly. So the weigh-ins are actually at this point like a complete Done. show. It's yeah, not a, yes. the real. Yeah. That's stupid. It is and it isn't because if the guy misses weight in the morning, he can come here and make weight. Okay, so this is almost like a second opportunity. Yes. Okay. In a way, yeah. Um, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, wait, go, scroll up. One more. That one right there. 
No. There's there's a there's images of him at the actual weigh-ins where he he looks like a dead body. Like he's he's, he's completely sunken in. Um he's had this in the past cutting down to 145. This fight is at 135. Ooh. So it's 10 more pounds. And yeah. when you 10 pounds for a guy that's 265, okay, 10 pounds for the guy that weighs 145. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot. Especially of weight. when you used to have trouble making 145. Yeah. So part of the reason I bring that up is cuz most people, most fighters naturally move up in weight class as they get older. Yeah. Now, it's not to say that the rule can't be different for some fighters, but most guys end up carrying more natural weight when they're older. Yeah. Whether it from just muscle growth and, and whatnot to carrying extra pounds. Now, when you're fighting 145, there's not really a whole bunch of extra pounds to be carried. Since he's taken some damage in his recent past couple outings, um, his uh, he's been taking more shots to the head, I should say. Okay. So, when you weight cut a lot, they a lot of people speculate that that's what causes more brain trauma and ultimately, you know, especially in boxing, people dying because the weight cuts are so extreme that your your body is dehydrated and your brain cannot take damage the same way. So, and a lot of times when guys have horrible weight cuts and they get knocked out, they kind of blame it on the weight cut, whether that's for whatever, you know, you make your mind up about what that means, whether they're making excuses or there's some validity to it. I can see validity to it, but case yeah. by case scenario. Yeah. So he's fighting Marlon Marias, uh, who fights at 135. He's coming down to 135, and he looked like he was on death's door this whole week. Yeah. Um, he looks good there. Looks like he's hydrated, but your body can only rehydrate so fast. Yeah. So he should have, like, I think it would probably be like 36 hours of rehydrating by the time the fight comes. But you got to think, like, you're doing damage to your body. Yeah, and it's not just doing damage to your – it's not just in that moment. You have to think that your entire training camp – not your entire training camp, but the weeks leading up to this fight, you have to be worrying about your weight. If he's walking around at 165, I don't know what his normal walking weight yeah. is, but if it's 165 and he's cutting 30 pounds, that means within the last month, two months, he has to worry about cutting that weight. That means he's not training as much as he should be able to. He's not um, – I don't know anything about – what these guys go through to really prep for a fight. But like if they're trying to do strength training, he's not going to be able to do that as efficiently as he would be able to. If he's cutting weight all camp, if he's cutting weight all camp or heavily within the past several weeks. Yeah. Well, the way that the way that UFC um, or MMA fight camps go, especially for the top tier guys, the last like two weeks, you're not really doing much in the gym. Okay. So you, the last two weeks is basically dedicated to, um, cutting weight. So you're cutting weight. You're you're moving around a little bit in the gym. You're doing some pad work. You're just keeping everything loose. Yeah. You're not doing any sparring. Most guys, anyway. You're not doing anything strenuous because you want your body to heal, but you want to keep it active. Yeah. So you're doing very light stuff, mostly to do with weight cutting. I think that there was rumors. I forget what the numbers are. But it was like I think you're like 23 pounds of overweight like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's. I was just about to say that I read a story that he was like right? really heavy. That's not far off on the number though, no, right? No, no, it's no, around no. Like that. It was, it was an obscenely heavy yeah. for what he should have been. So, which means that the way that he plays it is I'm going to train all fight camp. I'm going to just stay at a weight yeah. for all fight camp. And the last two weeks or th- whatever, I'm going to lose all <laughs> this weight. 
which there's a lot of problems with that. I mean, yeah, you don't know how your body. Is this the first time he's fighting at 135? It is, but he's been cutting weight, significant weight. I think for his whole career uh, to 145. Still, an extra 10. That's a lot of I weight. Know. You don't know how your body's going to handle that kind of weight loss. You don't know where the weight's going to come off. It might not come off. It, you don't know if it's going to come off. And all of a sudden, the, your entire game plan can change. If you've never fought at 135, you don't know how strong your strikes are. You don't know how strong you are at 135. A lot of people think that when you cut weight, you're going to have a natural strength advantage against someone who is naturally 135 because a lot of the weight you cut is going to be a mix of water or fat and you're going to retain a lot of that muscle yeah but what people fail to consider is you're damaging your body you're tiring yourself my brother was horrendous at sorry james horrendous at this when he was a wrestler i think he used to wrestle 160 one yeah i think it was 160 his senior year and he was having serious trouble because he was constantly tired. He was gassing out nonstop. Yeah. But the mentality is go down and wait. You'll be stronger. Then it's also went, how you cut the weight, too. It is. And high school is not the best example for high how to cut not. weight. And the, one of the problems with wrestling uh, is that it's constant. You're yeah. 160, but you're 160 for the full time. So your body is constantly dehydrated. But yeah. anyway, long story short, he went up to 170. He started doing significantly better because yet he was still strong for the weight class. But now his body was like happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's there's. A different... Sorry. No, 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 no. You have to find that right medium. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys, and from what I understand, it's it's a very Western thing. Guys on the Eastern Bloc don't do the weight cutting like we do. But it, there is a a point of diminishing return when yeah. you're cutting too much weight, and I think that when you know he doesn't have a lot of body fat or water retention to begin with from the looks of it because he's always in incredible shape yeah so where's the weight coming from like where is he draining the rest of this water from i mean we do carry a lot of water weight but not he he gets down he weighed 136 he did make the weight which is crazy yeah but that's uh, a lot of weight yeah i think uh weight cutting is one of the ugliest parts of this sport that they need to start figuring out how to kind of move down the line and and get rid of it yeah, I would. I have mixed feelings on that. But when you see an extreme example like this, well, you got to save athletes from themselves from themselves sometimes. And yeah, also, you if you if I weigh one eighty five and you weigh one forty five, and somehow I'm, my body is able to just cut forty pounds in two weeks, and I fight you, is that really one forty five versus one forty five? No, but at the same time, it's someone who is healthy versus someone who has who is drained maybe uh, but so, 40 pounds is a lot of weight but, but i'm saying there's guys that have wrestled their whole lives that know how to cut weight they yeah, can do but, it efficiently they've done it at the olympic level yeah i know but i see i've i have strong mixed emotions about this like yeah. super strong mixed emotions about yeah. this i think 40 pounds is is obscene well, i think 30 30 pounds is obscene well some guys have done the 40 pounds but i'm just saying that if we're talking about a fight at 170 it should be two guys that re- weigh relatively around 170. Yeah. It shouldn't be one guy that weighs 175, cuts five pounds, and a guy that weighs 205 yeah. and cuts 35 pounds. Yeah, I see your point. So, on to the next. On to the next. All right, we're going to start talking about this upcoming weekend, which is... Fight forecast. The fight forecast. Oh, shit. This, this is, one's going to be a quick one. Yeah, UFC fight night uh, somewhere in South Korea. I'm not sure exactly where. 
the fight is at like 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we might not be. We might watch. Probably we're, we'll watch. We're going to watch. Yeah, we'll be up. Just gonna I don't know how sleep. awake we'll be, but yeah, we'll, we'll be up. we'll just be asleep and watch. All right, so... So we have Duho Choi versus Charles Jordan. I believe this is Jordan's first fight in the UFC. That's what the UFC would lead us to believe. Yeah, and Duho Choi, I believe... Um, has been out for two years? Is this the guy that's been out for two years? That's what the UFC website has said. They're not always the most accurate in the world, and I doubt it, but maybe there's a chance he was fighting for another organization in the meanwhile, but it looks like his last fight in the UFC was January of 18. But considering Duho Choi's had some stiff competition in in some of his fights in the UFC, and I believe this is Jordan's first appearance in the UFC, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm going with Duho. Ooh. Even though he hasn't fought in a while. You know what? We never agree on things, but I'm going to go with you on this one. He has home home team advantage. I think this is a tough first UFC bout for Jardine. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, he's also had the, the, the octagon jitters aren't there for Duho, even though he's been out for two years. But a lot of guys get that, like, fuck, this is the big stage now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going against them. Yeah. And if I haven't heard of him, it means he's not like the super. Like I don't know a lot of like the up and coming guys, but he ain't a superstar if I haven't heard of him. So, not like Conor McGregor coming over. <laughs> okay, uh, Vulcan Ostemir versus Alexander Rakic. Um, Rakic just knocked out Jimmy Manawa. Vulcan, I believe he knocked out Jimmy too, but Vulcan has fought for a title. Vulcan's been in there with some some dangerous guys. So is Alexander. But I think Vulcan's faced the stiffer competition. I think he's he's been in more big shows, which is going to make him more relaxed. Um, and he also still seems hungry. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Vulcan on this one because he hits like a fucking brick shithouse. Like he's... He knocks dudes dead. I wish I knew more about these guys. I wish I read up on it at least a little bit more. It's hard um, to tell. you got to have to yeah. go back and watch fights on these guys because it's not like – but Vulcan, Vulcan hits – if Vulcan hits you and connects with you, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, Alexander showed power against Jimmy Manawa, but Jimmy was in a lot of wars. I believe he retired after that fight. Um, I'm going to stay out of this one. I just don't know enough about the two fighters or yeah. their styles to make a – yeah, I'll put it on Vulcan. Opinion. Yeah, I'll put it on Vulcan, even though every time I see him in there, for something in me tells me that he just, I'm like, this guy doesn't look like he's going to do good. Yeah. And then he does. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know what it is, whether it's his body frame or what. Um, Some guys just have that awkward style that makes you be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you're winning. And then we have the American zombie versus the Korean zombie. Okay. <laughs> Two guys who the you, dead. you can think that they're out of the fight a thousand times and they just get up and keep coming at you. So what you're telling us is that we're in for a little bit of a war. Yes, and we're on Chang Sung Young's turf. We are. We are. Frankie is out of New Jersey. Um, so I don't know who the hell's going to win this. Frankie is always game. Korean Zombie is always game. This is like, I'm trying to think what it's like. Uh, it's like putting. Um, it's like a UFC fight is what it's like. Yeah, to, like Frankenstein versus Frankenstein. Okay. Except one of them 
is in Korean and the other one's in English. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. It's just, I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I'm going to say Frankie's going to win just because Frank, I don't think Frankie's been in a non. He's had so many title fights and so many, like, headliners and whatnot that he's just i think the level of competition that he is used to fighting is just so fucking high yeah that he has that ingrained in him of like the level that he's at and not to say that korean zombie doesn't have the skills possessed to beat frankie edgar but i just think all that experience from from going against those top level guys all those title fights and five rounders it's gonna give it's gonna give Frankie an, an edge in this one. All right, I'm gonna go with the Korean Zombie on this. If we're so conflicted on who's gonna win and why, yeah, uh, home field advantage does have a significant um, advantage. <laughs> yeah, it does. For for lack of better words, and it's so far away. You never know. I mean, a lot of guys go out way ahead of time. I don't know how long frankie's gonna be out in south korea before the actual fight starts yeah but that shit matters who knows if he's still but we also don't know i forget if if korean zombie trains in korea i don't that's know a, if, that's a good point i don't know if he does that's a big misconception that a lot of people don't think yeah, about yeah that right just because for somebody's from somewhere doesn't mean they necessarily live and train there that's true a lot of guys train in america because that's where most of the, the the major gyms are so you know, I'm sure being used to being over there, the how things work, everything. It's all stresses that it's all stresses that Korean Zombie doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. That's so, true. all right. right. Why don't you talk us out this bitch? Um. Okay, so let us know who you think is going to win on the uh, South Korea card, and uh, for all your Brodown Pro gear, go to BrodownPro.com, and uh, please like and subscribe. The podcast really helps us out. That was very good, Andy. We'll see you guys next time. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all 